0: Hi everyone and welcome to Emotional Food Freedom, Mind, Body, Belly. This is the podcast where I, Carrie Ross, an Australian clinical nutritionist, NLP master practitioner, food behaviour counsellor and hypnotherapist from the Mind, Body, Belly Academy, will speak with you candidly about emotional and disordered eating, bariatric surgery, nutrition and self-empowerment. You know, it is my goal to help women live their best lives and break free of the struggle between food and living to their best potential. So... Again, you know, we're going to talk about today a little bit about, uh, I guess, disordered eating, emotional eating, but body dysmorphia and the way that we see ourselves in respect to weight gain and how that can really take a toll on our mental health. And the reason I want to bring this one up is, you know, I am currently sitting here at almost 39 weeks pregnant. I um seven years post-op. And in this pregnancy, I have gained... About 10 kilos for this pregnancy, which is a little bit of a mental struggle, I've got to be honest with you. Um, and, and it's a common struggle that I've seen in all the bariatric forums, all the pregnancy after bariatric surgery forums, everything like that in the support groups about how do you combat the idea of gaining weight healthily for a healthy pregnancy versus gaining weight which will impact your health and well-being and your mental health and well-being and self-esteem the same way that you did prior to surgery so it is quite a difficult concept to wrap your head around and you know like i said i have struggled a little bit with it um you know wondering to myself you know ooh there's nothing i'm doing here that is out of the ordinary there is nothing that i'm doing that is you know contradictory to uh, what's necessary to maintain a healthy pregnancy? I'm not eating more than what I should. I'm not doing the old eating for two when it's really not necessary. Um, you know, at seven years post op, you know, my portion sizes are quite you know normal, and I eat at quite a good calorie range now to maintain my weight. But this pregnancy, being that it was an IVF pregnancy, and the pregnancy before was an IVF pregnancy, I was a little bit confused because this is baby number 3 for me and baby number 1 was before surgery so baby number 1 he was before surgery and i was lucky enough not to gain any you know additional weight to that pregnancy just the baby weight so baby fluid uh placental weight you know roughly around about 7 to 8 kilos that entire pregnancy and you know once once baby's born, you know, three and a half kilos, and then fluid, two kilos, and the placenta about two kilos, it equates to about eight kilos. The second pregnancy was about the same, but that was after surgery. And I felt great those two two times for both before and after surgery, both beautiful pregnancies. The second pregnancy gained uh, again, about seven kilos. Um, that whole entire pregnancy and lost that fairly quickly after surgery. I mean, after after giving birth, you'll have to forgive me. I'm 39 weeks pregnant and a little bit confused with my wording, but anyway. So I and I, I lost that quite rapidly after giving birth, and then uh, went on to uh, in the next year to to get down to my personal best of. Uh, it was roughly around like, 65 kilos, but I don't I don't put a lot of stock into numbers. I felt great. I was going to the gym, I was moving, I've had energy, and I felt like I could really uh, tackle my my day-to-day, my day-to-day needs, and and you know, with additional energy. So I had two young children at that stage um and having children later in life is also you know quite a it takes quite a toll on your body you know so if baby number one was when i was 36 baby number two was uh when i was 38 30 39 and this baby number three is when i'm 42 so you know it's it takes a little bit of toll a little bit of a toll but anyway this baby number three he is an ivf baby boy number three and um yeah i've put on about 10 kilos in this pregnancy now i say that loosely like oh okay seven kilos in the last one and eight kilos in the first one it's not too bad it's not that far off the mark an extra couple of kilos shouldn't really matter that much however during the ivf process i also put on around about five so pre-pregnancy i put on about five kilos and 10 kilos during this program. So all in all I've put on about 15 kilos from woe to go uh, from my lowest weight and that takes a toll because the amount of weight that I lost originally that got me to that place where I felt confident, beautiful, happy um you know full of potential, regardless of whether or not there is a life growing inside me, There is a number on the scales that reminds me of how I felt. That's hard. So how do we overcome that? You know, I mean, we could say, you know, we can focus on the baby's needs and the importance of weight gain to decrease the risk of preterm or low birth weight in the baby. And we can say we can seek out the help of mental health professionals to work on self-acceptance and overcoming I guess, any weight-related fears either before or becoming before becoming pregnant or during pregnancy. But we'll have to actually really understand what it is that the pregnancy and childbirth triggers in us when we think about mm-hmm. the weight on, on, on the scales, the number on the scales, um, you know, your weight first and foremost, can be triggered by fluctuating hormones that trigger all kinds of emotions. And I know that in the first instances, like in the first three months of this pregnancy, I mentally felt very, very low and very, um, I guess, for want of a better word, depressed. When I should have been over the moon, I was feeling very low. And that t- that took a toll because I felt yuck. So when I felt yuck, when I what I saw in the mirror was I looked yuck. Isn't that a weird a weird thing that our brain does? You feel a certain way, and that changes our perception. So that's just the first thing. Uh, and then a little bit after that, I felt. Really great. I had this rush of hormones that made me feel really attractive and really um, fertile and really just just on. And I felt good about myself and I felt good about the number. And then getting closer to the end of the pregnancy, when I'm feeling tired again, and I'm feeling drawn, and I'm feeling sore and over it. <laughs> I must admit, I am over this one. Um, I, I once again am focusing on that number on the scales again, and thinking about what can I do, and and, you know, is there any any way that this is going to be different from the last one? Am I going to struggle this time to get my weight down? And there's a very real fear, you know. So there's a very very real fear there. But it's like I say it all comes from your mindset your perception is projection so what do i mean by that what do you put out into the world you receive if you're putting positive vibes out there you're going to get positive back if you know or it's not necessarily that if you put positive out there you're going to get positive back if you're putting positive out there if you're focusing on positive that's what you're going to focus on and that's what you're going to attract because you're shifting your attention to that If you're putting negative out there and focusing on negative, you're going to shift your attention to the negative and only see the negative. So how do we apply this to post-pregnancy weight gain and, and getting it down? Well, Knowing first and foremost that the weight that we've put on during the pregnancy is for the benefit of the baby. You know, if you've used your pregnancy as a bit of a free-for-all or a bit of a loosey-goosey approach to your eating style and things like that. Okay, fair enough. There was obviously something there that made you feel like you needed an emotional break from a restriction or a deprivation that you were imposing on yourself prior. So what do we do after it? Well, again, it comes down to what it is that's getting in your way. What are the barriers for you to... You know, overcoming this um, emotional attachment to food or disordered eating style that makes you feel like the only way that you can cope is to be regimented or restricted with your food or the only way that you can cope with your high-level emotions is to eat them away. So baby or no baby, what's eating you? It's an interesting thing to consider. After having a baby, your body's going to go through a massive hormonal shift once again. So how do we combat that? The way that I'm going to approach it and that I'm, I'm going to do a, I'm, I'm actually going to document my uh, postnatal journey just so that, you know, if you want to know how I do it and how I get back to where I Uh, was prior and how I get my mental health back on track after having a baby, then I'm going to document it for you. I'm going to document my struggles and I'm going to document my time on and off the scales just to let you know what's going on with my body and how I do that. But my game plan, and this is the game plan we should always take, is to first ask what's going to eat eat at us, what's going to bother us and and come up with our contingency plans and come up with our strategies that match that. Uh, I do run a disarming the Trigger workshop. It's a five-day workshop, which is free for anybody, in my Emotional Food Freedom group on Facebook. So if you're not a member of that, go to Facebook, uh, type in Emotional Food Freedom and join that group. And in the guides, uh, if the time hasn't run out on it, you might be lucky enough to access the videos from the previous challenge and the workbook from the previous challenge, the disarming the Trigger challenge. It's usually in guide one. If not you know, there'll be another one coming up soon and some other workshops and live workshops coming up um, for free in, in and around the end of the year and, and 2024. But anyway, so first, what's going to eat at me? Let's come up with some strategies that are going to match that to combat my go-to or knee-jerk reaction to eat. You know, am I going to be tired? I'm already tired now. Yes. So what's my contingency plan? Where are my support networks? Am I going to struggle with asking for help? If so, let's work on that before baby's out. Uh, And, you know, get a support network. Ask. Say, look, if I'm struggling, is it okay if I send you a message and um, get a little bit of help? Is it okay that, you know, I can, you know, come to you for uh, a little bit of respite when I'm struggling, you know, Come up with clear and defined roles within your relationship. Don't feel like because you're the mother that you need to do everything and everybody else is incapable. Give dad a role in, or other mum a role in, um, you know, the child's care, you know. Give them a role. Say to them, you know, I need your help doing this. This is your job. You know, this is your time with baby get the time that you need make sure that you you recognize that you are important too when it comes to nutrition and exercise and and all of that you know the best way to help postpartum body heal is you know just gentle movement and being kind to yourself and relaxing and nutrition so i'm going to get back on track with my nutrition i'm going to follow my own reset plan i'm going to make sure that i get all of my um know, balance in on my plate and recognise that it's about nourishing my body so I can still continue to nourish baby too because I'll be um, breastfeeding as much as possible or pumping. I did have difficulty in the last two pregnancies producing breast milk via a natural feeding method, so I did have to pump. So I will be trying to support that with pumping and adequate nutrition. Um, Within that nutrition set, I will be looking at hormonal balance as well because, again, Your hormones go through a massive shift both before, during and after pregnancy. And getting them back on track and getting them stabilized again can be a little bit of a feat. I know that so many women say that once I had baby, the weight was so difficult to move. And that's because your physiology has changed. Sorry, I got a bit tongue-tied there. Your physiology has actually changed after giving birth. You know, your hormone balance does get a, a different set point after that, you know. You have been used to a certain caloric level. You have been certain to used to a certain blood volume level. So your blood pressure may have a bit of a change too. So there are a few things that we need to focus on after having a baby that will really uh, impact the way that you get back down to goal, get back into that that focus and that mindset, and be the person, the mother that you envisioned yourself to be you know the healthy habit and then again that's a lot of the the reasons why people get bariatric surgery you know because I want to be a mum and I've had difficulty getting pregnant because of my weight because of PCOS because of endo because of uh, glucose and insulin imbalance this whole time that you know I want to be a mum so they lose the weight they get to go they get pregnant they're so over the moment and then they put the weight back on and it's devastating it's absolutely devastating because this idea wasn't just about having a baby it was this image this beautiful dream of the kind of mother that you envisaged yourself to be the happy healthy capable one the one that could run around after the kids not the one that was you know in that low with the extra weight that found it difficult to move, or and it's it's terrifying. And I've got you. So how do we how do we combat this? Like I said, I'm going to document my journey. I'm going to go step by step with you through the process that I take to make sure that my mental health gets back on track after having a baby and the struggles of raising three young kids when you are in your forties. <laughs> We're going to talk about, you know, how weight gain after pregnancy can actually impact and exacerbate mental health, mood, and anxiety disorders. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, how to get that hormonal balance back on track, you know, and how to get our weight on, on track as well without feeling like we're on a diet or restrictive, how to do it with balance when there's a new new person in your life um you know and getting that self-esteem back because it is absolutely normal to hate being pregnant uh hate your pregnant body feel frumpy and and you know bloated and it's overwhelming and it's uncomfortable but you know stay tuned with me on this because it, it isn't like it's the the end of the world you know our bodies are Beautifully adaptable things. And you would have noticed that after surgery, it adapted to eating adapted to eating less. It adapted to lowered absorption rates. It adapted to different intakes. Your taste buds changed, your energy levels changed. Your body adapted. So your body can adapt after pregnancy as well. It's just about getting your mind on track. And if you want some help with that, please do reach out. Book yourself a free discovery call with me uh, to talk about the options for you. We, we can do one-on-one coaching together. Uh, you can join a group program like the Break Free Begin Again program. Do your own unique reset. Um, but whatever you choose to do, don't do it alone. All right, everyone. Uh, I will see him on the flip side, 39 weeks pregnant. And, uh, you know, hopefully this baby's going to be ma- making his arrival very, very soon. So please do reach out. And if you have any questions in regards to pregnancy-related nutrition, I've done it before, post and uh, pre-surgery. So, you know, use my knowledge. I am a clinical nutritionist. I am a food behaviour counsellor. I've done this. I've, I've, I've. This isn't my first time to the rodeo. <laughs> so reach out ask me the questions you need to ask get involved in the emotional food freedom group post your struggles your successes your wins uh your i'm going to call it feedback because there is no failure your feedback and see how we can help you get to where you want to be emotionally mentally physically both before and after weight loss surgery all right love you all and i'll see you on the flip side